It's a new year. Happy 2022, everybody. And I'm just beyond excited to welcome my guest, the incomparable musky maniac. Pete Mayna is joining me. And boy, this is going to be, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's 22. It's a new year. We aren't going to just talk fishing in today's podcast. Uh, we're going to cover all kinds of territory here. Might get a little controversial. Let's do it. This isn't another fishing podcast. This is another fishing podcast. I really got to take these off, but how do they look before I... I I, I like them. Um, I like it. In fact, if you want to just wear that the whole time during this podcast, I am beyond okay with it, Pete. Because (laughs) it is going to get a little... It's going to get a little loopy today. Yeah, but, well, I thought you know. these were good for Loopy, but yeah, they kind of drive me nuts. So I'll keep the hat on. But yeah, I, I, uh, I love it. Um, you've always been, um, you know, good with the hats. The party. Uh, what, what's the t- what's the par- paraphernalia? There's another name for the, the everything you wear for a party. You know, like you're going to Mardi Gras. I, I can't I can't remember oh, the exact terminology, yeah. but Mardi Gras got to be the you know place the, the for the right so well, let's yeah. uh, 2022 by the way best wishes happy new year we didn't actually you know get a chance to uh have a libation in person but uh it's a new year it is a new year i actually might have my wife uh, uh bring a drink down at some point during this podcast so maybe we can we can kind of celebrate belatedly the new year, you know, yeah. but, but it's great to, to, to see you Pete and talk with you. Um, so before, you know, as I've said on this podcast before we, we, anything goes, um, we don't have to just specifically just talk fishing to me when you're out on the, de- the lake, I've said this a billion times when you're on the lake, you're not always talking fishing with your buddy. In fact, you're talking about all kinds of things in the world, yes. uh, not just fishing. So, that's that's what I kind of want to do here with this podcast, and and I apologize to people that listen to this podcast and me not being as consistent. I am gonna my New Year's resolution is to be more consistent with this podcast because frankly, um, it's important, and um, and so yeah, we're gonna Pete and I we're gonna you know we're we're of like uh, like mind in many many ways. And before we had this idea for this podcast today, we had had a long conversation about just what was going on um, globally throughout the world. And I, I, I think it's both concerning for, uh, for myself, and I've learned that it's very concerning uh, for Pete. And so we do want to touch upon uh, the stuff that's happening in the world, because I, I never thought I'd live through anything like this. And I, I think it's important to, especially now, uh, not to shy away from talking about such things that might make uh, one uncomfortable. This is not the time to be afraid to speak your mind. So um, I think that's what we're, uh, what we're going to do here a little bit. But Pete, um, I, I did want to talk to you about your fall. You know, now we're kind of, it's January. Now we're getting into the, the real uh, nitty gritty of winter. But I did want to talk to you a little bit how, how your fall was, you know, um, how, how did, how did fishing go? Was it a successful fall for you? Uh, how, uh what, what, uh, what was it like? 
Well, in uh, interest of being honest, uh, which is quite important, and you and I have talked about a lot for <laughs> over the years, and especially just lately, but uh, it was really pretty good overall, a little above average, but the reality is there was some sucking there as well. Uh, it's, you know, it's basically realistically overall, the fall is a better time of the year. I would say September through November in these latitudes for muskies and really all species. But at the end of the day, as the water cools, uh, you know, you have a little less uh, feeding time. The feeding windows actually seem to tighten and the whole idea that everything puts on the feed bag and they're just, uh, they always have the refrigerator doors open and they're gorging constantly. And, you know, that's that's just not reality. So, you know, we had some uh, tougher stuff with the, with the weather and this, that, and the other. But overall, very, very good. Can't complain. And one of my funnest trips of the year, uh, always when I get together with my big buddy, Christian Leitner, we've been fishing together for over a decade now. And, uh, you know, the guy's so passionate about fishing in general and, and muskies is just it's neat to be around someone that big that's like a little kid fishing and he just loves the muskie deal and we we had the perfect trip because we fished together a couple days just he and I and then John Gillespie my buddy came down we did a tv show and uh if you're you know I, I'm sure everybody's this way right it, it's great to get out and start doing really good right away but of course sometimes that could be a curse worst thing you can do is catch one on the first cast no, no doubt no in a doubt. lot of cases that's the last one of the whole deal but we started off a little tough we ended up catching uh, three muskies the weather was abnormally warm but then the uh, the activity level from the fish just got gradually better and and we just had a blast i mean the last two days it's very rare anymore especially with muskies where you literally have any kind of a consistency a fairly good bite all day long and i would say those last couple of days we didn't go any more than an hour without something happening the weather was just right it was frontal I guess you could say it was aggravating because it was quite windy. So boat control was a little tough, but boy, they were just moving. And, uh, you know, we had a great time. We, we caught a, caught a bunch of fish and of course lost some and all of that, but, uh, it, it was what late fall is supposed to be all about. So, so for people that, that don't know, uh, basketball, who, who is Christian Leitner? Uh, it arguably the, uh, the, uh, best all time college, uh, basketball player he used to play for duke and he had this famous shot in uh 92 i believe it was where uh he basically drained the basketball won the game at the end of the <laughs> the end of the game at critical moments with seconds left and he had uh you know he had a long career uh in the nba as well actually uh and let's see was on the dream team got a gold medal for all that so you know he's He's done quite well, but the interesting thing about it is is how, how hooked he is on fishing to me, and he doesn't even want to talk about basketball when you you know when you're out with him. It, it, it's amazing. So the guy's you know basically real famous if you follow basketball at all, but he doesn't want to talk about basketball, and he still runs kids camps and and stuff like that. It's not like he gave up basketball, but you get him anywhere near Boulder Lake of the Woods. And you'd never know he ever played the game, frankly. Wow. 
other than you might guess because you're looking up at them all the time. So is that where is that his favorite fishery? I guess first, how did how did he uh, how did he get involved in fishing? How did you hook up with him? Well, that uh, that fishery is what happened. So he uh, he had not been a fisherman at all. Long story short, uh, he signs on with the Minnesota Timberwolves, the strength and conditioning coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves is an angler who has a place in, uh, in Morrison, uh, Ontario on, on Lake of the woods. And he offered to take Christian up there just said, Hey, you want to come up and try this? And basically without going any further, the rest is history. He didn't even catch one on a first trip, but he went musky fishing and got totally hooked on it has been doing it ever since. And as far as me hooking up with him, I didn't really realize that I'd heard that uh, through a couple of buddies that he fished Lake of the Woods. But at one point, he kind of went semi-public with it. And uh, I immediately just, uh, I've always been completely inept at technology and social media was kind of starting, but he kind of put it out there that he was in the muskies. I told my wife, Esther, I said, somehow reach out to this guy. I don't remember if it was Facebook or what it was. But anyway, I I, uh, I said, you get a hold of him and tell him I want to go musky fishing with him. And he said, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so was he, before he, he did that, uh, that trip, um, you know, up to Lake of the Woods, was he a fisherman or was that like, for whatever reason, he just oh. got hooked after that? No, he just, he, he kind of hit it off with, with Saul and, uh, you know, this coach, I've, I've also fished with Saul Brandy's is the guy's name. And I forget how many years he was strength and conditioning coach, but quite a while. But anyway, he, you know, I, I guess I probably heard the little bit about the actual conversation, but I think it was more nonchalant. They were getting to know one another and what do you like to do and that kind of thing. And, you know, Saul threw it out there and, uh, Christian went. I, I think he'd actually offered to take several players. Most of them, you know, turned it down, but Christian wanted to try it. What, what has he ever talked to you? Maybe you've talked about it a lot. Like just what is it about musky fishing that, that just is this trips his trigger? Cause like for someone who, who had, you know, hadn't uh, caught that or, you know, had that itch for fishing and then all of a sudden to go up and, Granted, Lake of the Woods, I can see how you could get hooked. I mean, if you've never done any kind of fishing before and then you go up to a beautiful lake like that and you're just surrounded by, I mean, you know, to a certain extent I get it, but with muskies, it's so, you know, that that strike everything, you know, you got to work your butt off until that happens. It's a little bit harder to, 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 uh, you know, get that drug hit, if you will, from, uh, you know, and understand that bite and that why that to me is why I got addicted to it. I guess if I had to look way back, like, did he, did he tell you why that muskies in particular are, you know, he's so keen on. Yeah. I, I think it was more or less, I mean, Lake of the woods is a big deal to, to just before I go anywhere else. So I don't forget that uh, just the Canadian shield period. He, uh, you know, he grew up in New York, the city boy, more or less. And he just loves it. They're the Canadian shield. So that muskies are his heart, but he, you know, the, the whole idea that he would 
go to Lake St. Clair, let's say, as a good example of an absolutely tremendous musky fishy, but it just happens to be right in Detroit and city all around it, he wouldn't be into that uh, nearly as much. Uh, but then, you know, I, I, I think, you know, people just like, you know, I was wired to fish and you're wired to fish to a certain extent. And obviously he was, he, he, he just didn't even know it. But somebody that excels like that as an athlete, I think it's just kind of naturally going to be someone looking for, you know, more challenge, you know, in the yeah. fish. And the yeah. funny thing is, you know, I, I teased him actually the first couple of times I got, we, you know, we went out and did some walleye stuff and some crappie stuff and he still got the big grin. Yeah. There, yeah. You know, there's good, not the same stock and whatever. So it's just enjoying yeah, sure. out of water. And I, I, I found with myself, it's the same way when I, you know, when my ego was at the uh, peak phase, let's say kind of like a moon phase, you know, <laughs> right. Twenties and yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. that was when I had like a decade of, Oh, I'm fishing right. muskies and yeah. muskies only and everything else sucks. And yeah. You know, I yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think to a certain extent, you know, we all go through that, but sure. uh, if you sure. love it, you love it, even if it's perch, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, It's funny, I've thought about, you know, some of the shoots that we've been involved in and, and, and working with, um, you know, famous people. We did, we did that one shoot, I think that was up in Eagle Lake with the lead singer or excuse me the lead guitarist for leonard yes. leonard skinner i was actually recounting uh, a story recently about that trip and how much fun that was you know it's it's uh, you know we've talked about this stuff in the past just going through the 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 memory banks um and it's crazy the amount of of uh <laughs> like it's it's a sign that you're getting older when you start like the layers and layers of memories you know and oh my god that's right that happened and just thinking about that shoot up in canada with yeah. with uh with with him medlock yeah, yeah you're right right yeah. and and that was uh and that's one of the things that i i really enjoy you know maybe the most of what i do is is that you know you spend days on the water with people that were when they, when they hopped in the boat, they were strangers, but by even the end of the day, a lot of times you feel like you really get to know someone and, and that can happen with even a famous person, you know, so you can see, um, you know, different, different gigs I've done in the past with, and, and also just editing raw footage of famous people. Um, and, you know, and, and then in my situation, I see these famous people in boats or fishing, you know, like we did a, I did a shoot. I used to work for a production company where we took Liam Neeson out on a, on a trip um, for saltwater flats fishing. Oh, and he, and, and, you know, my buddy was, I, I just worked on the raw footage, you know, editing that, but my buddy was actually on the shoot and he's like, Oh yeah, he was the most laid back guy, you know? And I saw the raw footage of Liam just like in the boat with the guides, you know? And you really just, I mean, it's a great, you know, to, to see a, a celebrity or something in a boat and then to spend time with him, you just realize that, you know, we're, there's just the idea for about celebrity is ridiculous, you know, really like these people, we put these people on a pedestal. Everybody puts their, their pants on one leg at a time. And I don't know. It's just, I, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, I haven't worked with big time celebrities, you know, but it's, it's always, it's always fun uh, just to kind of see and hear from other stories of people working with famous people, like, 
you know, we're all, we're all like fishing's the, the, the great equalizer. And you really realize, especially after spending so much, you know, a good amount of time on the water with them that, uh, uh, we're all pretty much similar, you know, in a lot of ways. Yes. So <laughs> for sure. No doubt. I, but, I think fishing is the good equalizer because, you know, I, I mean, some famous people are absolute jerks to a certain extent, but it's, it, it's funny. Like you said, you know, one, one leg at a time, we all put our pants on the same and, you know, the, the, the dudes that tend to like the outdoors as one of their pastimes, you know, they, they, they tend to be quite real and just good people. I mean, you know, you start thinking all the stories we heard from Ricky Medlock, you know, the, but at the end of the day, it's all, you know, we're, we're exactly the same. There's no, you know, this guy's here and the other guy's there. There's, there's none of that. You're in a boat, you're having a good time. And you're talking about the same things and really have the same interests in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's right. And, and it's, you know, on my side of things, the television production side, when I, you know, I, I know that it's smoke and mirrors, you know, so when people, when people are kind of intimidated by a celebrity or they're intimidated by the smoke and mirrors that gets put in front of the, that celebrity, you know, the, the pop and circumstance and all that. And, and, you know, the glossing it's, 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 the person's job in, in production, television production, whether it be even, even movies and everything, you're, you're making another world. You're making this glossy, like, um, alternative, you know, to your, to your world, you know? So anybody that's in that line of work looks like in some sense a God because they're in this, this fake reality, you know, man, I think we talked about this a little earlier on the phone a couple of days ago or whenever it was, but you know, it's, there, there's just a lot of BS. They, they're, and I think one of the six uh, reasons why YouTube is so successful and in, in, in the internet in general is that it provides an alternative to that. You know, it, it provides uh, a place where uh, the smoke and mirrors is, is more uh, taken away and you see the reality of things. You see people more for who they really are. And I think it's really f refreshing for people. I think, you know, I, I see that on the fishing side of things on, on YouTube, where I think the more successful YouTube channels are just guys that are being very real. It's one, it's one camera with a GoPro and they're just, it's like a diary, you know, it's, it's not coming from a tel uh, professional television background. So I really feel like, you know, and even with podcasting um, it's just, it's this, it's a, uh, it's a, it's an alternative to the mainstream um, narrative or, 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 the, or, or just the name narrative or the, the mainstream media. It's the, I mean, it's the internet to me is just a more uh, it's a more genuine representation of, of uh, I guess, reality, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's why people like it. Yeah. Uh, better but we're starting to go into that you know into that topic i don't want to go there quite yet pete i, I feel like you know i'm starting to move that way but but um so i do want to ask you like so you're known as uh obviously uh um a renowned musky fisherman but you do ice fish of course you can't ice fish for muskies what do you do in the wintertime to keep yourself occupied on the fishing side of things? Do you have a favorite uh, species that you like to target under the ice or what, what uh, do you, I would, I would say that uh, I, I prefer the, uh, the jigging thing, but I like, 
I like bigger fish. So I, I really, uh, overall, I, I, I would say tip ups and sets for big Northern Pike, uh, is really kind of a favorite of mine. And then on the jigging end, I, I do a lot of pan fish and pan fish are blast. There's something, you know, that's one thing with the electronics and, uh, and, and cameras that, makes it a lot more fun to be able to see things happening and of course it's always frustrating when you can see things happening and you can't get them to bite but you know it's it, it's cool and it's a it's a fun way to get out there but on the bigger fish side of it uh hands down you know being able to catch them jigging obviously you could catch them on sets as well but uh, lake trout is right on babe and they're they really do fight fight well and they're and they're fun to watch on on the graphs too they move real fast for anybody that hasn't vertically jigged lake trout they they move quickly and you can really play with them on electronics and try and do different things to make them hits and you see some crazy things happen and they and they fight you hard all the way up so, so do you have any big trips planned uh this winter in that regard or no big trips. Uh, well, next week, hopefully, we're going to uh, have enough ice now on the one advantage of the cold. I yeah. am a little less of a fan of the cold every year. I, have I hear to, you. But it does freeze Lake Superior. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets yeah. that safe, and then you can get out there and get to the lake trout, which gotcha. is a really fun thing to do. So, uh, so yeah, and then uh, you know I'm I'm actually going to be heading down to Florida uh, towards the end of February. Okay, okay. Uh, a little fishing down there as well, so I can dip my toes in the sand a little bit too. After I've had enough ice fishing, I think it's pretty good timing. Generally, right smack dab in the middle of the winter is kind of the toughest bite of all for ice fishing anyway. So it's a good time to get out and warm up a little bit and uh and uh leave the ice to the uh the other eskimos yeah like you know to survive as a northerner in in the winter i mean a trip to florida is almost just like you know it, it's 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 a default thing you got to do and, and you know if you live up here long enough it's it's just kind of like weird that's my wife and i are planning in early february to go to florida so it's just like we just gotta we just gotta unplug from it you know for a little bit and then you know i start feeling once you get uh you know into into february you can feel the winter starting to lose its grip towards the end of february yeah you know and i'm sure a lot of that has to do with just the days getting longer psychologically it feels like you're starting to you know come out of that cave um but and I always, you know, I always, it's, it's interesting to me that, um, I don't know that you, uh, I w there's, there's people in, and I get it. There's, you know, there's, there's people that absolutely love ice fishing and I understand it, but I'm, I am, I am intrigued. Like when I first moved back up here, that there, there are people that um, they would prefer it be hard water all year than than soft the term soft water. I that that is I do find that incredible, you know. So that there's and I and I well, have some friends that feel that. Yeah, I, I mean, I got to be honest. I you know, and I have I actually have some good friends that are that way. I would I would revert back to uh, John Gillespie in the early years when I first started filming with him. He would literally start talking about ice fishing in May. And I would, you know, basically want to, you know, 
kick him right in the you know where right out of the boat that just shut up we just got to open one but uh i guess i understand that kind of passion but i have never been able to say that ice fishing is better than open water i'm sorry there's just something about having your you know your boat and you take it to the lake and you got all your stuff in it and you go and you can move around you don't have to drill holes and then well, and you don't have to thaw everything out in a way you do real late fall. Granted, you know, you might have to thaw your boat out, start a fire in the garage, whatever it might be. But you don't literally have to haul everything in someplace warm, thaw it out, because it's soaked and frozen. And Well, anyway, I'm complaining now. Ice fishing's fun too, but you people who ice fish only, if there are some of you that actually do not, sit in a boat or sit on a dock or sit on shore and fish open water. And the only thing you do is drill holes in the ice and stare through them. I think you're nuts. I think you're crazy. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that camp. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna, just gonna, just gonna say it. So you're uh, it's 2022. And uh, but but did you have a good uh, uh, did you have a New Year's Eve party? What did, did were you able to uh, joyously uh, welcome in the new year 2022 with with like libations like you're saying earlier? Were you able to? Yes. You know, yes. Good, I had good whole, to hear. I had the whole family over. Uh, there was probably uh, 11 of us, I guess. And uh, neighbors were welcome. I, you know, but it didn't happen. But uh, <laughs> and uh, other than the crazy glasses and the hats, there was no mask wearing. Okay. Uh, nothing like that. So we could see who was there. We could see smiles, which I kind of like, and laughter, which was, which was good. But no, we had a we had a really good time. Uh, good. Yeah. Good. Had snacks, you know, and that's that's mainly what we did. Somewhat of a main meal, you know. And yeah. Played some stupid games. So we we went we went over to some friends, uh, uh, you know, some new friends their their house, like newer friends that uh, we've met. And so all together there were six of us, I guess, and you know they had their kids, but the, once they put their kids to sleep. And the alcohol started flowing. It was really interesting how the night just turned into like a like a high school party <laughs> or like a college party or whatever. Like, you know, like everybody's on their best behavior. Then the kids get put to sleep and the alcohol starts flowing. And it's just like, ah, it's like everybody, you know, like we're <laughs> like we're in our 20s again. I thought it was I thought it was pretty funny to see that transition, you know, mm -hmm. but. Well, okay. So I think it's, we, we can do this now, uh, Pete. So, um, I'll, 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 I guess I'll start with, with frustration. Um, and I think these last two years, that's a good term to use is frustration. Uh, I think a lot of people are frustrated, uh, with where we are right now. And, and the weird thing is, you know, as, as far as the pandemic, the weird thing is, is that, um, you know, I, I don't know, having a podcast, I hear all these people getting, uh, you know, censored. And obviously this is a, a small podcast, but 
Um, I don't know if the, if talking about this will do something on this particular, I, I, uh, I do hosting, um, uh, the podcast is hosted by a company called Buzzsprout. I don't, but they are out of Florida. I'm pretty sure. So that might be, that might be, we That's might be help. okay there. They might not freak out if I say such terrible, horrific words like Ivermectin, uh, oh. you know, or, <laughs> What a world! Boy. <laughs> what a world we're living in. I can't believe you said that. I did. I know. Uh, wow. Yeah. Blasphemy. Um. So you know. So it, it's going to be interesting. I'm. I. Uh, you know. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna worry about it. But I, I think it's. It's just insane. To even think. To to think about something like that. To be worried about being censored about. Um. In regards to. Uh, early treatments, like in with ivermectin's case, uh, I think there's very good evidence that it's uh, effective. But here we are, uh, Pete and I, uh, you know, we, throughout my career working with Pete, we've always, um, you know, out on the boat, we've always had great conversations about all things, whether it be fishing, anything. Uh, we, we politically, we've had great conversations. Um, do Pete and I agree on everything? No. But we agree on a lot. And I also think that even if we didn't agree on everything, um, that would be, you know, it, it, even if we didn't agree on a lot, um, Pete and I would still be great friends. And I have many friends that I completely, I mean, honestly disagree with almost on, you know, everything with. And I treat, I, 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 uh, I, you know, I, I would trust them with my life, you know, and I don't know what has happened. Uh, maybe it's this, the media that's kind of uh, making it seem like we all, you know, all uh, we're all uh, against each other. I think a lot of that is true. I think it's probably not as bad as we think it is, but certainly canceling people for dis, you know, for disagreements is, you know, is ridiculous. And I think the answer um the answer to, to uh, uh, people, speech that people have a problem with is more speech. You don't censor uh, people because you don't want to hear what they have to say, especially uh, we find ourselves in this situation with, I believe uh, there are effective treatments, early treatments for COVID out there. And those voices that are promoting those early treatments are being silenced. And I think that is absolutely bonkers. I think it's absolutely bonkers. I think we have plenty of evidence now to see, to show that this is a concerted, uh, it is a, um, it's an organized effort to be hyper-focused in one area, and that is in vaccines only. And even looking at monoclonal antibodies, uh, which, I mean, I think it's overwhelming that they've been very helpful and even now monoclonals are being suppressed, uh, antibodies, and, and everything's going in that direction of it's just promoting the vaccines, 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 vaccines. And um, I, I think it's very troubling. So I guess that's my opening statement into this <laughs> controversial um, topic. But I, and, and Pete and I, you know, uh, we feel it's important that, you know, if you feel the same way, um, that now is not the time to be silent. You must speak up because it's, it's going to get worse if we don't do something about it. 
Thoughts, Pete? Well, yeah, essentially. And I should point out, so this podcast we're doing right now happened because basically I called you, not that we hadn't done podcasts and things together before, but I literally called you for advice on how to do a podcast was part of it. We hadn't talked in a long time. We started catching up, but it was this topic, of course, that it probably took an hour to even get to the point where I was asking you about how to do a podcast. My idea of doing a podcast, not something I ever really, I guess, thought I should do or wanted to do, but now, you know, you and I've talked about this for years too. Truth is important. There's a lot of uh, not so truthful stuff in fishing uh, that's been going on for years that I've that I've seen and witnessed and uh, actually had lost sponsors over for not being involved in some things that uh, that to me weren't very truthful and all of that uh, that desire and then seeing what I, I guess. I'll say we believe has been going on with this whole, uh, you know, COVID thing, vaccine push, and a lot of. And anytime I see absolute blatant lying, it kind of disgusts me. And and that's literally what you know the the biggest single reason that I was like, okay, I'm going to have somewhat of a New Year's resolution of my own in 22 to do something where I can, it's a format that I can talk about fishing, but I can also get into other topics like we're delving into right now. And then with regard to what you had to say on this one, yeah, I, I went from skeptic to say the least early on when this whole thing started to at this point now being just aghast at what I see is blatant lying. Not that I'm certainly an expert in anything other than I believe I am to a certain extent in common sense and patterning. <laughs> and when I see blatant hypocrisy over and over and over again and things that make absolutely no sense and stories changing all the time, you just, you know, you got to say, hey, this is kind of crazy and it's BS, but it, it, it becomes a little more serious, you know, when you're literally talking about people's, people's lives, living, dying, people being exterminated, possibly, you know, that, that's kind of where this has all gotten. Not that, you know, we, we can say we have proof of it, but I guess to a certain extent, you know, you and I both agree that, you know, at this point, we, we really feel like we should at least get people thinking if anybody's listening right now you don't need to listen to greg and i because we're certainly not doctors but boy you want to you know you want to have your bs meter uh turned on and and be watching and and think and 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 really study things before you you do anything the the censorship aspect of it and i got to i got to look at this here i got to i got to pull this up greg but we've talked about how many actual Obviously, we're not experts, but oh, I lost it here. Something, something readjusted, I believe. So anyway, forget it. But it was well, a, you are, you are, you did admit you're you're technologically inept, Pete. So I am. We'll forgive you for technologically. that. Technologically, yeah, I was I was trying to make this phone work again, but but it was a new list. And a, here's the scary part. It starts off by saying these are a list of. Uh, 
unbelievably reputable doctors from all over the globe that you should research and get information from that are putting out the alarms on some of the stuff going on with the vaccines. And they start by saying, but you know, unfortunately, you got to search duck, duck, go and, and bit shoot and rumble. So basically, nothing mainstream. That's, that's the only real way to get a hold of this information. And, and these are not, you know, people like Greg and I. I mean, this is uh, the guy that actually invented the uh, M- mRNA vaccine, Dr. Malone and, and Dr. Zelenko and the frontline doctors of America, Simone Gold and Stella Emanuel and all these different people. And, and uh, it's, it's unbelievable to me just the fact that these people being covered up over and over and over again and, and, and the effort continues is, is amazing to me. Fortunately, there's a few people putting it out there. Joe Rogan, uh, recently, you, you know, you and I talked about that a little bit. That's huge with as big a following as he has with his podcast. He's bringing a lot of these people on, but I, I'll throw it back to you in a second, but I, you know, at this point, I feel like anybody that hasn't really thought about it, uh, whether they've taken a vaccine, thinking about it, whatever now that they're talking about boosters and they've changed the game you're definitely everybody agrees now you're not uh fully vaccinated they gave governor DeSantis a whole bunch of baloney when he basically called out and said you're going to redefine uh what fully vaccinated is at the time they've called him a liar now they're agreeing with him everybody's agreeing with him so if you're if you're going to be vaccinated, you have to take the boosters. Okay. So I don't know. I, I think everyone should look into it. And and the other big alarm bell, sorry, I said I was going to throw it back to you. No, no, you don't have to, man. This is, you just keep riffing. You don't, I don't. Kid. <laughs> this might, I might be the host of this podcast, but what the hell does that mean, Pete? Just keep ripping. It doesn't mean, <laughs> I really need my pink hat is what I need. <laughs> But yeah, this, this, I need the pink hat for kids, kids. Why? How? It's amazing to me. It's, sure. it's absolutely amazing. And, and, and I got to tell you, so, and I know uh, everybody's different, right? But my wife and I just recovered from COVID and, and for us, it felt like a mild cold. So maybe it was the Omicron leader of the Decepticons, I, these names, dude, you know, I, I mean, um, you know, so she had it, she had symptoms or she was symptomatic, you know, for about a week. I honestly, I, I felt bad for three days and not bad. I shouldn't say bad. I was, it was a, it was a mild cold. And so I had a mild cold for three days. I had a low grade fever. Um, and, but Jessica and I were also prepared for, because we are unvaccinated. Um, and <gasps> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Really? Yeah. So we're both unvaccinated and, but we've also, that doesn't mean that we're being irresponsible. Uh, we, we have been following um, the news about ivermectin ever since it's showed up on the scene. And 
we've been listening to um, various podcasts. One of the most important podcasts that I would recommend people listen to is uh, Brett Weinstein and Heather Hyings podcast called the Dark Horse Podcast. Uh, they have been fantastic. They're evolutionary biologists who've been calling BS on this thing pretty much from, from the get-go. And they've been looking scientifically into ivermectin and, and, and they've been um, pro-ivermectin because honestly, the studies show it to be effective. Just like, and of course, when Trump was promoting it, this is, it, it, everybody poo-pooed this, but hydroxychloroquine also looks to be highly effective. Okay. And for some odd reason, the wonderful bureaucrats in, in D.C., and it's just it's, it's bigger than that, though. It's it's a, it's the, the the media. Everything is is it's only it's all vaccines or nothing. And now when you have the vaccines. Uh, how should we call this, Pete? Not working as advertised. Um I hope it's opening up people's eyes even more to what I believe is a, the crime of the century. I tend to believe there's actually been two crimes of this century, but we're going to call that the second crime of this century. Okay. Um, and, and it's deeply disturbing because it shows you how I'm seeing the censorship of dissenting voices to me, it shows you that, and, and, and people have been warning about this for quite some time, we only have so many companies that, are, that own the media in, in, in our country. And just even globally, you can say this now, there's only a handful of entities that own our news, our, our, our way of, of being informed, right? And so you can see how even on a local level, you know, these local news uh, are, are owned by bigger companies, right? Even our, our lo local, like here in Minneapolis, CARE 11 or WCCO, they're owned by bigger companies. But ultimately, that, that ownership, okay, of, of news institutions or news organizations has shrunk to just a handful of corporations own these news outlets. And, and, they all are, they don't dare uh, dissent from the mainstream narrative of COVID. And so you, you've got, you're only hearing one side when you turn on, whether it be the radio, you're listening to WCCO in the cities here or NPR, that's Minnesota Public Radio, or nationally in NPR, um, CNN, MSNBC, they're all pushing stuff in one direction. It's just like anybody oh. that goes against them. And so I see it. It's a number of factors that have all come together, uh, all come together to promote this. And it just seems like such a nexus that this thing has probably been fermenting for quite some time. And now it's, it's, it's uh, ripened. And they're, they're, they're trying, I mean, it sounds nuts. I can't believe that I'm saying this, but all the evidence I, it, I mean, I got a ton of evidence behind me that, that I would show, I, I, you know, could show that I think it's, it's pointing in, in the direction of where we have a, a narrative that is being promoted above all else. And and, and now that that narrative is starting to even crumble more and more and the fact that they're doubling down on it 
is even more worrisome to me. Um, you know, it, to me, it just shows it shows us that we have been living in 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 a in a in a country where it's become like under our nose, power has become more and more centralized, whether it be media. And so when there's an agenda to get, get to get moved forward, it's easier for them because they, they, they own all the means of communication, you know, uh, for the most part, even they, they, they're trying to do it. I believe hundred percent with, with the internet. That's why they're clamping down on the internet. So they have control of, of, let's say, the mainstream news, the mainstream radio. They don't have as much control of it um, on the Internet. So I really believe that that's their next step is to is to clamp down on the Internet. So uh, Bozlos like you and I can't organize and really form a counter to the uh, the agenda. Does that make any sense? I feel like I've just ranted and I mean, but do you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've always heard uh, six companies at least recently basically own everything in the world. And in a lot of cases, the uh, the main pundits uh, on some of these media groups are, are directly related. There's not many branches on the trees at all anymore uh everything's quite interrelated and uh and obviously if you uh you know back to a fishing analogy if you're into patterning at all uh and you watch it's it's absolutely amazing it doesn't matter what country or anything it's it's just amazing how this is all coordinated the little talking points and everything everybody's parroting the exact same thing and there are no other options. And when there are other options or other information presented, they're beaten down. And, you know, it's unbelievable how many people have been censored and the, uh, the level of the people who've been censored with all of this, it's, it's kind of freaky, but uh, the, (laughs) I want to, I want to go back to the the mass for a second. Now, I mean, is this not, this one was kind of a pet peeve of mine right away because I'm like, I, you know, I got to hear about science all the time. And one of my fisheries things, just to jump back to a certain extent, too many times we hear that uh, there's exact science in, in fishing as well. So you, you actually end up with some pretty big mistakes being made by supposed fisheries experts at times. Some, some more than others, some are better than others, but there's a lot of big failures that happen. So the whole idea of just trusting the science, you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful. You look for the proof and obviously, you know, if you're, if you're halfway there on something, you try and make it better instead of worse. That's, you know, that's how things actually get done in real life. Well, you start, you start looking at this mass deal. Number one, if, if anybody believes in science, we're, we're, we're told science is the deal where there was never any science, no peer reviewed science that it worked. Uh, Mr. Fauci told us it didn't work. The Surgeon General told everybody was jumping up and down. The mask didn't work. We shouldn't have masks. Then we then we went to where they work. Then they're mandatory, 
and you're shunned and separated, divided. We've talked about that. That's one of their biggest goals. I think they want to keep us all divided and arguing over the stuff, the vax, the unvax, the mask, the unmask. But now, just in the last couple of days, after all of this and making kids sit through school and, and everywhere they go and be brainwashed into thinking literally they might be harmed if they're not wearing these, these little masks around, now, now all of a sudden it's coming out again after for a little while Fauci said we had to wear 50 right yeah yeah 50 at least three yeah four but now now all of a sudden they're admitting that the masks don't work it's weird it's weird it's so, yeah how I mean that's an absolute lie the masks have been a lie all of, there's never been anything when I would get stopped and threatened to be thrown out of places because I wouldn't wear them. I just say, show me the science, show me anything, something peer reviewed that tells you that your mask that you're wearing works. And then I'll put one on. I've never seen it. Have you? No. I mean, it's pretty wild that uh, Scott Gottlieb, um, which is, if you want to do a little rabbit uh, hole dive, uh, look at another doctor named Gottlieb, CIA doctor. <laughs> um, have you ever? <laughs> it, that's uh, that's a that's a different um, that's a different uh, time uh, topic uh, we can talk about. But yeah, his it, Gottlieb. So Scott Gottlieb um, is now, and in, in along with uh, her doctor Wen, I, I'm not familiar with her first name. She's also been on CNN a ton. Um, and, and now both her and Gottlieb have been on and he's the, he's the current or former FDA, uh, director or something. I can't remember, but yeah, some high up guy on the board of Pfizer too. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that something how that works? Yeah. Isn't it? yeah like, like no one, does, maybe, maybe that's a conflict of interest. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Like, I, okay. But, but. Yeah, so Scott uh, Scott Gottlieb and then this Dr. Wen have now been recently on talking about how how um, uh, cloth masks don't work, and and uh, it's like there have been people saying that for this whole pandemic and have been censored and been kicked off platforms because of it. Right. And I think what could be happening is that they they realize that their their narrative is starting to break down. So they have to act like they've been saying this the whole time to protect their asses or something. Um, because Fauci has been doing it as well. Fauci did it. Uh, um, uh, he, he, I think he's also said a little bit about masks here recently about how ineffective they are, but he's, he's been saying it. This is what blew me uh, away recently. He said that, uh, and he was re uh, this was in regards to children being hospitalized. He said that uh, the numbers are increasing. It's important to realize that the numbers are increasing because uh, when someone goes in, let's say a child goes in for a broken leg. Okay. A child has a broken leg. They go into the, uh, into the hospital. They get tested right there. They get tested. Every single person oh. being admitted gets tested 
And if they are positive, that's considered a COVID, that's called a COVID hospitalization. Even if that person went into that hospital for a broken leg, that's considered a COVID hospitalization. Fauci just admitted it like three days ago, three days, three or four days ago. So what does that tell you about the numbers that we've been hearing during this whole pandemic? I don't know how you trust any of the data. I really don't. And so if you look at it now as a whole, you know, in this, these two years now I, that I guess we've been in this hell, hellscape, um, to me, the evidence is overwhelming that there has been a, 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 a fear campaign to, to, you know, I think the masks are part of that. That keeps that fear up. People, you know, you're constantly reminded you're in this uh, deadly pandemic. Um, and then also, and then what's obviously very concerning is that it's, it's vaccine, it's narrow vaccine only, um, uh, this mantra that's just vaccine, vaccines, vaccines, you got to get vaccinated. Even when there's this overwhelming evidence that early treatments are effective and, with, with, especially when it comes to ivermectin, very safe. It's been around for a long time. There's incredible safety. Uh, uh, the, 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 all the history of it shows how safe it is. And the, the reason why it works is very, like when, when it's explained, anybody can, can comprehend it. It's very understandable why it is effective. It essentially gums up. Ivermectin gums up the receptor, so it makes, it, uh, it makes the virus, it makes it difficult for it to, to bind with the cell. <laughs> but God forbid, no, no early treatments, monoclonal antibodies are being suppressed. So the fact that I think if you've looked at this uh, with open eyes and, and you've been objective, you, you, you can't look at it and see that there's something very, very wrong going on. You can't if it's time to get your head out of the sand and not and, and be more skeptical if, if you're if you are um, still believing believing this mainstream narrative, you've got to work on on being more skeptical of government. And, and I can give you a billion reasons why I started becoming very skeptical about around roughly 10 years ago. OK, the Freedom of Information Act has has allowed us to see the inner workings of government in a way that we've never been able to see before and it's proven it's it's showing us that the government is to be uh is to you must be distrustful of government you must be all of the evidence now because of the freedom of information act and others like snowden and all of these whistleblowers that have come forward they're trying to tell you something Okay, don't trust your government. And it's also these big, these big interests. Okay, there's a there's a mer I really firmly believe this. There has been a merging of incredible uh, uh, moneyed interest, uh, corporate interest with the state. And if that's not fascism, I don't know what is. But I, I am of the belief that they are pushing forward an agenda and that's what we're living in right now. And I believe what that agenda is, 
is digital ID. It's ultimately digital ID. Uh, it's digital ID is also going to be uh, uh, infused with uh, central bank digital currencies. This is what the rulers, and I'm sorry to use terms like this, but this is what the most powerful uh, interests in the world want to do. And really, you are just a peon to them. You really, really are. And, and, and until you, you but the, the only way to fight this is people have got to waken up. They've got to waken up. Uh, and, and they got to, and, 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 and say enough is enough. And you've got, because if this is allowed to happen, if we are continuing, if we're going to continue to allow our freedoms to erode, um, this is the antithesis of what it is to be an American. Your, 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 the freedom to question, the freedom, your freedom of speech, um, the freedom to, uh, to, to decide where you want to go, those are all in danger. And if you allow this to keep going on, um, we are going to be in a world of hurt. So, you know, there's a, there's a March, uh, January 23rd in D.C., um, Dr. Malone has promoted it on, on Joe Rogan recently, uh, and others, Brett Weinstein, um, there's other people in this movement. It's, it's, it's one of those things. I look at it kind of like the, you know, the, the, the March in, in the sixties, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, organized, uh, on the mall in, in DC. It's, it's that level of importance. I really, really believe that. Uh, and especially in this country, you know, when when so much nonsense is happening, and you look at what's happening in Australia. Who it, would you would you ever in a million years think that that could happen to a country like Australia, where it's essentially locked down like a police state and with quarantine camps? And so you can't do you can't be a a boiling frog. You and the analogy is, you know, you put a frog in a in a in a uh, you know, cold water in a pan and you slowly bring up that heat and that frog never jumps out even after it's the water's boiling. You know, you, you, you can't, you, you've got to realize that we're going, we're, we're incrementally stepping into more and more dangerous territory. And if we don't stop it now, it's going to, if it gets down, you know, too far, it's going to be nearly impossible to stop it. So, um, I've riffed there for way too long, but I, you know, I, 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 I really feel like I, I, I cannot, I cannot, um, you know, I'm passionate about what I'm doing here, you know, with, with this podcast and, and just fishing, but there's a part of me and we talked about this Pete where I can't decouple, um, what's going on in the world. You know, I've always been interested in like current events and in politics. And it's, it's so hard for me to just turn that off what's going on out in the world and not have it, um, uh, you know, affect what I kind of want to do with, with, with all my little projects and stuff. I'm like, you know, you're, t you're talking about starting a, a podcast and, and we need to talk more about that. I've thought about maybe doing another channel too, where it's, it's involved, you know, it's just, it's just about, um, you know, the stuff going on with COVID. Um, it's, it, I can't, it's just, 
it's kind of consumed me because I feel like it's such an important moment in our lives that I got to, I got to feel like I got to do something to try to, at least in my own little way, try to stop it, you know? Well, yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's really where we're at. And unfortunately, uh, certainly in the, uh, the fishing and outdoors industry, it's, uh, basically you're not supposed to talk about any of this stuff and and obviously you can get uh shadow banned or a lot worse uh on your own for doing it you know obviously depending on the platform uh that's that's wrong but when you you know when when you see something that's literally as as serious i mean everything on your last ramble i totally agree with uh you know i I think we're we're coming to a point we're going to go one way or the other, and if we if, if we do get the great reset that they call it, and by the way, these people have said it. Klaus Schwab has literally said that you will you will own nothing and you will be happy, and they want to modify your genes through these vaccines essentially it will change you all of these things have been said that they will have you on a on a one world fiat currency cryptocurrency bill gates has said it will all happen it'll happen through injections the videos are out there uh all you got to do is search and find them the only difference is you're not going to find them on cnn if all you do is watch you know regular news fox news and cnn you're, you're not going to see these things but it's all there and uh, it is, you know, it, it is a pretty serious thing that, that and, and just the, you know, when I was ranting about the kids here a little while ago, something about that. I mean, my son's 21 uh, at this point. I'm not planning on having any more kids, but I, you know, for some reason, that one just absolutely pushes me over the edge because you really don't have to have done much research on your own to understand that. There's a far better chance of a younger kid dying from an elephant falling from the sky on any given day than, you know, ever of actually dying from COVID. Not that they won't get it, but they, they, they beat it immediately. So now, you know, we know that there's not even really anybody that argues with that. Even, even the criminal like Gates and Schwab can't even argue it. Nobody can argue it. So you got all of these doctors that have been censored literally all over the globe screaming. Uh, quite a few of them, by the way, you and I have talked about this. They're, they're actually going so far as to saying that these vaccines are a bioweapon. That's not coming from Greg and I. These, these are actual experts, and some of the things they're seeing under the microscope in people's blood and, and the actual vaccines themselves are pretty amazing. It depends on how far down you want to go, but it's... Can I, can I just interject there and I want you to keep going, but, but, but it's important you said that because, um, and it, it was even hard for me to come to, 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 to hear those kinds of things. Right. Because I, I take my time. I really don't want to just rush to these really far out, um, uh, conclusions, right? Like, like the vaccine, uh, is, is, uh, going to depopulate the world. Right. There's, um, but there, and, and I'm not saying that I necessarily believe that. Right. I, I want, I, 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 I am, um, 
how do I say this? I'd be where we are right now. I think it's foolish to have a, a, a closed mind about anything. <laughs> I think it's real fool. It's real. Those crazy conspiracy theorists were predicting where we're at right now, two years ago. Okay. Right. So, so you, you might, if you're really, really skeptical of all this, you might want to just chill out a little bit because it, it more and more what those fringe elements were saying it's turning out to be true. Okay. So when it comes to uh, the, the, the vaccines and, and now uh, Dr. Zelenko, who was one of the first to come out with early treatments, he was the one, if I'm not mistaken, was the one that prescribed uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine uh, to Trump. Um, I, is that correct? I think I think oh, yeah, and a whole bunch like, of those people. He was literally basically one of the first guys on the front line in, in New York where there was yeah. actually, a, you know, it was it was pretty nasty. And he had to, uh, through uh, dealing with all of his contacts all over the globe, had to come up with something and come up with it fast. And he had amazing success, to make a long story short, with hydroxychloroquine. Uh, once he started making it public, and and then presented it to Trump. And of course, the instant Trump said it, then all of a sudden there was literally a worldwide campaign against it. And poor Dr. Zlenko basically had to had to start over because they were literally shutting him down. And uh, and, I, you know, I, I don't know for sure if these things are true, but there was a media. I, I remember there was a Lancet study put out that that had since been proven false. And part of the effort against hydroxychloroquine, I've, I have heard, is that they literally killed some people, mainly over in Europe, by giving uh, like six times the prescribed dose of hydroxychloroquine to actually be able to say this is killing people. So they, they killed off some older people. Uh, essentially, it sounds horrible, but, uh, you know. That's my understanding. I wasn't there, but that's literally what happened when this attack on hydroxychloroquine came. Uh, and and, and Dr. Slanko was right in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he was this doctor that, you know, I, I believe uh, he was also getting, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, very effective by all accounts. He was having, uh, he was treating people very effectively with his, uh, with his early treatments and to, that would have been 2020, especially I heard of him in 2000, in the fall of 2020. And now he's coming out and saying that uh, the, these vaccines, he believes that they are really, they're, they're a depopulation. They're, yeah. they're harming people. And, and so to hear him say it, and now also another critic, uh, Dr. Michael Yaden, who is, uh, a senior vice president of Pfizer, uh, X, you know, X, X, XVP, yeah, XVP, yeah. Uh, who has been a critic of everything that's been happening. And now he's saying the same thing. Um, of course, they could be wrong. I'm not saying they couldn't be wrong, but I think it would be foolish to ignore what those two doctors are saying. I, I, I think it, it would be foolish to um, to say that what they're saying is, is, uh, you know, impossible. Look at where we are. <laughs> I think if, if you, you know, who would have ever thought that we'd be where we're at right now. So 
and especially with with Dr. Zelenko with, with I believe his treatment uh, his treatments he's, you know he's big on vitamin D uh, zinc and quercetin um, I, I think his his voice should should you know the fact that he's sounding that alarm it would be a mistake to ignore it Oh absolutely absolutely yeah yeah. And, you know, and there's a ton of it out there. What I was trying to find on my phone, Greg, was literally, it would have, you know, it would have taken a long time for me to read it off. I, I did save a T-mail. I'm going to forward it uh, to you. It's an unbelievable list of doctors. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's way beyond believe. It, it's not just a couple of freaks. There's all kinds of them out there. Yeah. And, and it, you know, yeah. like Zelenko have literally dealt with not, you know, not, not two or three or a couple hundred thousands and thousands and thousands of patients that when you add them all together, it adds up to millions uh, with great success using these other things. So the whole idea, to, some people, if they do not do any of their own digging, would assume that the only way to be safe and, and to protect yourself from this is a vaccine. That's certainly not true. There's so many places you can get information. Time to Free America, the Frontline Doctors of America, the, just to name a couple, we blabble on and on and on. But back to the kids, though, real quick. That, that to me, is just so huge. And what really, really put me at a stage, well, you know, you're not supposed to talk about this, but you, but you have to. I mean, how, how can anyone anywhere defend that there is there is no logic there's no study there's no nothing and and obviously kids have been hurt by the vaccines you know that that's all arguable there's bears or whatever but the only argument seems to be is that dr yeadon says kids have a 50 times better chance of being harmed by the vaccine than covid and some of the other doctors are saying a hundred times better chance of being harmed by the vaccine than COVID. But yet we literally are trying to force vaccinations on kids. Now how I, 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 I have no more words. I, I, I don't either. It doesn't, if you, if you don't believe anything that Pete and I are talking about, okay, that's fine. Understood. But just look at the kids vaccination topic okay the, the the children have a higher chance of death from the flu than covid like who, the flu poses a far greater risk to them than covid so what could be the the reasoning behind getting kids vaccinated it doesn't I, I mean, I, I, I just, it, it, and, and when you couple that with the idea that we have no long-term, and this is a huge part of it, this is why I feel the, the way I do, uh, and I'm sure that you're the same way, is that the, we have no long-term safety data on these vaccines. And what we have so far shows that uh, uh, myocarditis, which is uh, inflammation of the heart, is increased um, in, in, in young males with this vaccine. So what, I mean, it, it's, and now we know that with all these breakthrough cases that the vaccines are not stopping the spread. Vaccines don't work. Yeah. So what, 
you have to stop. I, 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 you have to stop. You have to go enough. We've been lied to long enough. And you have to start thinking for yourself. You have to start thinking critically. Authority is not what it might have meant when, when you were a kid. You might have felt like you could trust authorities when you were a kid or, you know, even as a younger adult. But I'm telling you, the authorities are beyond corrupt in this country. They're beyond, they're, they're not worth listening to. They're not worth listening. Why, why are we listening to the same people, essentially? I mean, we can go down a rabbit hole, Pete, but I, you know, our foreign policy, I, I mean, we don't have to go, I'm just going to say this one thing related to foreign <laughs> policy, right? Oh, you could give in to all kinds of stuff. Well, I'm just like we that we know the government lies, right? I mean, do, do you don't have to go back that far? Do you, does that, everybody's forgotten weapons of mass destruction already? We've forgotten that huge lie. We've forgotten that. I mean, we are basically helping the <laughs> Al Qaeda and ISIS in Syria to try to overthrow the Syrian government. Like our foreign policy in many ways shows you how corrupt and criminal our federal government has become. Right. And so I've I I started learning this roughly 10 years ago. So when COVID COVID comes on board here and the same nudniks, essentially, uh, you know, and the same media that promoted the Iraq war. I'm supposed to just take it like it's gospel F off. <laughs> it's not going to, I mean, and now to see their narrative just falling apart. The re, the reality is, is that there's a new generation, right? That has come up. I think it started with generation X and on, you know, like um, we, we are, we've got pretty good bullshit sniffers, man. And and there, people will call it red pilled, you know, using the Matrix reference, which I think is great. But yeah, there is a lot of me and a lot of Pete out there that probably there we there wasn't this number of people that have have opened their eyes to see the reality of how like global power works. Epstein showed you a window into it, guys. If you look into Epstein, please. If you haven't looked into the Jeffrey Epstein case, please go on a deep dive sometime. It'll show you everything you need to realize that you shouldn't believe a damn thing coming out of D.C. about anything. And so the COVID narrative, when that came on, I was like, I was like, no. I, and, 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 and to see all of the things that don't add up in their narrative, it's, it's like textbook uh, propaganda, you know, and, and that's where I'm at. Like for me, it was, I had this revelation years ago about how criminal our foreign policy is and, and how that, you know, it's, it's the same thing, like our military industrial complex, what we, what we spend 
on on defense in this country it's it's a racket war is a racket it's it's you're you're making in people incredibly wealthy in dc it's the same kind of system with the pharmaceutical industry you know these people they go from working in the defense industry now they're in government now they're in the defense industry now they're in government the regulators are are not they're, they're, the 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 people that are being regulated or supposed to be regulated are doing the regulating, yeah. and, and, and so that is that same thing that's happened foreign policy wise is happening with drugs with the pharmaceutical industry, and you and and I'm convinced it's a it's a little bigger than that. I think it's there's a there's a bigger agenda above that. And that bigger agenda, I fully believe, and this is why they're, why I believe they're they're pushing the passports so or the the vaccines so much. And I'm hoping it's not some kind of, <laughs> some kind of. I mean, I'm great. I mean, I'm. It's really horrific to think about it if it is some kind of depopulation agenda. But my what I believe more than anything is the promotion of the vaccines are to get everybody into this whole ecosystem of a vaccine passport transitioning to a digital ID. Well, you got to have, you got your, you know, everybody getting into this whole ID need to be vaccinated. So then to go places you can show, you know, on your phone, QR code. Okay. Now you can go to the concert. Now you can go to the restaurant. Eventually they want that, that passport into a digital ID. Everything's on your phone about you, your health data, everything. And that will eventually make its way to even financial, right? So uh, central bank digital currencies. You guys, if you want to look it up, look up, you, you think this sounds far out, Google or go to DuckDuckGo, Talis Digital ID. It's spelled T-H-A-L-E-S, digital ID. It's a company that's doing this, one of the companies doing this. And they've got a nice little uh, 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 glossy uh, video to show you how it works. And that's where they want to go. And I know it sounds science fiction-y. It's crazy. Listen, this is 2022, guys. And we've got computers that are increasing in speed. We've got, a, we're approaching the, the singularity uh, that uh, the, the scientists warn about as far as with artificial intelligence. Okay, there's a lot of factors coming down the pike here, and we're all kind of merging at the same time. And I think there's competition with these certain global powers where in order to accomplish uh, what they need to accomplish, what they want to accomplish, you have to have a population that's going in the same direction. And you need that population controlled somewhat or not maybe more than somewhat. So I, 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 it's a complex issue, but, but there is something deeply disturbing happening right now. Oh, well, there's, there's no doubt. And, and the thing about the Gates video, the, the bottom line, he says at the end of the day, that is what will happen. He, be, you know, he said, well, they'll, they'll be pushback and there'll be this and there'll be that, but eventually we'll all have that in us that's just the way it's going to be with a with a smirk on his face so that's their plan uh i don't think there's any doubt about it and i uh i 
I guess everything we just talked about me with the kids, specifically with the vaccine, that's the only thing that really makes any sense, right? There's absolutely no evidence that it works. Uh, Israeli study, all of, all this other stuff, the fact that you need a booster, that's just to get more ferrous metals in your body so they can track you and, and, uh, and get the, you're literally probably getting the system in you, right? Uh, obviously the kids, we just talked about that. There's no, there's nothing. Absolutely no reason to vaccinate a kid. No reason to. So the only thing is something like that that makes any sense at all, right? Uh, so at least look at uh, again. Don't take our word for it, but that's you know that's where we're at right now, and and uh, and I think it's more obvious than ever. And and I certainly agree with Greg that the, there's nothing about the government to trust. I just. I heard this the other. I just had to throw that out there with regard to the unbelievable debt that we have. But uh, 98 times, did you know this, Greg? 98 times since World War II, we've raised the debt ceiling. So now, isn't a ceiling like something like, you know, you like bump into and then you don't go any further? And it really hasn't seemed to matter if we've got a Republican or a Democrat or a... Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, does it? Doesn't matter. And, and I think it's important, too, to, to, for people to, 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 you know, this whole idea that someone's a Republican or someone's a Democrat and those stupid Republicans are doing that, those stupid Democrats are doing that. They want that's, us to a, that's theatrics, man. It's theatrics. It's 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 two heads on the same snake. And, and ultimately, on the key big issues, they're all in lockstep. They, they really are. And and and, and I, I, I find it remarkable that they won't allow like let's look at 2016, for instance. Right. They wouldn't allow. A, that you could only have the Democrats and Republicans up there on the debate stage, right? And this is all by design. This is all by design. It's because the Republicans and the Democrats are both bought. They're both completely bought parties. They can't have another party up there that's not bought and sit, telling the American people great things and then everybody going over that party that's not bought, you right. know, because they're, then their agendas aren't getting satisfied, you know? The, and so... That's why you saw the suppression of the Green Party, the Libertarian Party in 2016. Like, like, how bad would it be to just have two other voices up there for presidential, you know, like something as important as the president, uh, who's, you know, who's going to be president? We can't have two other voices up there debating like, no, but no, it's because those we are where this country's owned. George Carlin's right. Watch some of George Carlin's bits. Yeah. You know, yeah. yep. he, 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 he and he knew it long ago, but yeah. it, we are at the pinnacle of corruption and 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 it's and it's out there right in the open right now, guys. You're not going to see it any better than right now. Like nope. if you can't see it right now, you're Never not going to see it any better. Yeah. And yeah. and and so, you know, the 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 George comedians, I think, are some of the most important voices right now. You know, that's Rogan is such an important voice. I mean, comedians are the rebels of society. They're the ones that call out the bullshit when when it's it's um, 
It's uncomfortable to do so. The best comedians put their necks out there. You know, you find like those are some of the best, like in my opinion, truth tellers out there. And so uh, I, I kind of got lost my train of thought here. But, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, just children, I, I mean, I just can't. To me, that's the biggest the biggest red flag of this narrative. I do want to just touch on too, Pete. Uh, one of the biggest red flags, like early on in this thing, and I've talked to you about this, but I, it's important to talk about it here. Look into if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, I don't. This is still too much." Look into when "Build Back Better" started showing up as a slogan. Okay, so. Biden's trying this build back better bill. He's tried to get it passed and it didn't go through, but that, that slogan, that terminology build back better was started in early 2020. It was, it was Biden's presidential slogan, his, his, his campaign that he was running, you know, to be president, he was using that build back better. What was a huge red flag to me during that time, Boris Johnson, the politician, the, the prime minister of the UK was saying the same thing. He was also saying build back better. You also heard trust Justin Trudeau in Canada, the prime minister of uh, Canada saying it, build back better. And also uh, the leader leaders in Australia, New Zealand, oh. Germany, they were all saying build back better. And it's these G7 countries, these powerful Western countries that are all using this build back better terminology. And I had never, ever, ever in my life seen it where global leaders were all at the same time in lockstep saying the same slogan. And to me, that was a, a, uh, a dead giveaway. If you look into also look into the World Economic Forum, if you're if you're thinking what we're saying is crazy, please look into the World Economic Forum, who's affiliated with the World Economic Forum, their agendas. Um, I think anybody that's been questioning this for any, uh, any length of time feels that the World Economic Forum is a large part of what's going on here. Um, so, and, you know, I wanted to, maybe we kind of wrap this up, Pete, um, with your, you know, what you plan to do with your podcast. And, but, but before we get to that, I do kind of want to know what kind of pushback have you felt just yourself, you know, being in the fishing industry and then having sponsors, like, has it been awkward? Have you been, have you, have you censored yourself just to like, what's that, what's that like? Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to, uh, censor yourself, uh, or, you know, it depends on the platforms, but I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've literally been told to back off, uh, by some of the, some of the companies I work with. And, uh, I don't really think I go that far. Uh, you know, I've always, uh, when I, when I have gotten, let's say political, uh, I certainly think you know this about me. I, it's it's Republican and Democrat, all politicians. I call them all rats. So to me, that shouldn't be controversial. And I, you know, I've always been big about truth. And boy, a truer statement could never be spoken that establishment politicians are all rats. But whatever, I, you know, it's easy to start wandering on these topics. But yeah, you, 
you experience it, 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 it shouldn't really be that way. I, I, I think that everyone should be encouraged at this point to frankly speak out. No one should be censored and everybody should be thinking about their freedoms and patriotism right now. And I'll really emphasize uh, the division. You know, we've, we've touched on it a little bit, but that's what they're trying to do with the two different parties and this facts and mass and, and all of this. They, they want us to fight. The people need to stand together and understand who the real enemy is. And that's big government, and it's actually global government. And, uh, you know, shorter term, and essentially the neat thing is this isn't really a shooting war. It's an information war. It's really not all that dangerous. Frankly, all you need to do is stand together, uh, try and understand one another, help each other. Those, those who haven't researched much on their own, guys like you and I, that's why we're doing this thing. Encourage people to you know, do their own research and, and, and look into things. But at the end of the day, we should be on the same team, standing together, and, and we fight by just not complying with anything that's unconstitutional, plain and simple. And you certainly don't take a vaccine because they tell you to, especially with all of the evidence we have. Now, if you want to, that's fine. But boy, I, I, I would sure certainly look into it before you just take it. And again, uh, you know, I, a lot of people don't even know these supposed mandates. They aren't legal. This isn't law. It's not something Congress voted on. Nobody has to take a vaccine. You don't have to take any of this stuff. And some of the doctors, Dr. John Abramson, I know, has come out. I think he was on with Rogan. He was saying... They just make money. Pfizer doesn't care about people. They're making money. So un understand who the enemy is and stand together because together we are so much stronger than people realize. I, I, I think everybody, this is back to the censorship thing you're asking me, dealing with sponsors and all of that. We're, you know, if you're on the right side and you're willing to, to look at things just a little bit and, and, and then understand that we stand together for the greater good. Think about our freedoms. I mean, we're, we're good. We can win this war and we can win it fast. I think it actually is a war, uh, uh, uh beyond the, definitely the correct definition. So maybe a war like we've never seen before, frankly, but, uh, yeah, stand together, stand together is the single biggest thing and, and, uh, and do your own research and certainly do not, uh, trust the, uh, the mainstream information only. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's just really, really important to, to be a critical thinker now and do not put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to consuming content. And like we've, we've talked about, you know, it's, and it's, and it's great. Joe Rogan's a great, you know, it's really easy just to say, hey, listen to Joe Rogan. Like, you know, if, if people are trying to find something closer to the truth here, Joe Rogan's a great, you know, uh, place to start. Um, and he's got many important voices on there. Uh, I also uh, listen to, uh, like I said earlier, the, uh, the Dark Horse podcast, I would recommend. Um, and there, there's just, you, you know, 
Twitter, Twitter's also there's, although Dr. Malone got uh, taken off there recently, there's still, (laughs) there's still some voices on Twitter, you know, uh, uh, worth, worth following, but it seems like now everybody's going over to Getter. (laughs) So that's the, the alternative to Twitter. Rogan just went to Getter. Yeah. So it's important to seek out alternative, uh, sources for sure. And, and, uh, with that in mind, Pete, are you with your podcast? Where where are you thinking? Uh, do you have a name for it yet? How are uh, when do you think that'll be up and running? When can people kind of start listening to that? Uh, I don't know for sure. We kind of got to get uh, you and I got uh, so excited about uh, talking about all of this. I guess uh, I'll I'll figure it out. True yeah. Fishman, I think, is what I'm going to do with the name of it. Okay. And okay. we're going to try, and I'm I'm kind of hoping to get uh, John Gillespie on the very first one. It's definitely, it's certainly not going to all be about uh, vaccines and uh, and and that kind of thing. I really want to stick to fish, but the, you know, the truth end of it. You know, to a certain extent, there's been way too much, you know, fakery and fishing too. You know, that would be like me holding this lure up here and saying they will bite this every single time you throw this in the water, right? Uh, <laughs> it's not, you know, things like that don't happen. So we want truth and everything. And, uh, and I, I just felt like the, uh, the podcast was a better way to go to kind of go in a lot of different directions and, and, and it, it, more time. yeah. And the, the nice thing about podcasts is it's, there really are very little, you know, constraints and, and you can just organically move around to different topics Whereas when, you know, in the television realm or radio realm, it's everything's got to be in these segments, you know, right. a lot of times you, you don't get to touch upon things maybe that, sh- that you should be able to go more in depth on, you know, and that's what's really nice about uh, podcasting is it's just kind of unrestrained um, and, that, and, and that it, it, it works really well with if your message is, yeah, truth, you want to you want to cut through the BS more. And I love that idea. We've 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 talked for so many years about uh, just cutting through the BS in the fishing industry, um, and you know I, I, people appreciate it. And I think especially now there's there's a, a there's a hunger for that. You know where people just want things to be authentic, genuine. And so if you're just cutting through, you know, and, and telling uh, telling people the way it really is. I think people re- will respond well to that. So I'm looking forward to, to what you're doing yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, that's really what it, you know, I mean, it, we talked about that too. There's so many, you know, there's so many people that are in the fishing industry as well, to a certain extent that I've heard what they think fishing in the boat with them on a lot of stuff, but that never gets out there on some of the standard social media. And cause so I, you know, I kind of want to push things, in that direction too, but there's, you know, there, there's so much about truth in the fishing industry that I think is important as well. I mean, that's something I, I've always really the, that that's the single biggest compliment I could get is that I'm a regular guy and I'm honest. If somebody tells me that it's, it's, it's way better than a a lot of the normal smoke blowing you might get. Uh, Honesty is extremely important to me. I want people to think that I actually, care about them and and the last thing on earth i've always uh you know uh, strove for is to uh i i, I it's happened uh but in representing companies i, I want to represent companies and products that 
that are good that I would buy myself that I would tell my dad to buy. I don't, I don't want to lie to people. I don't want anybody mad at me if they made a purchase because Pete said so. And then they think it sucks and they think Pete sucks. That's that is the worst thing that can happen to me. Uh, I would far rather uh, give up a contractor, uh, you know, any, any amount of money to, to have that kind of reputation out there. So uh, I and and as we discussed the other day, I think everything else, the truth has always been extremely important, hasn't sold quite as much as it uh, should uh, in recent times. But I think with everything going on now, uh, you know, everybody's going to find it a little more important. And nobody can argue with the fact that truth is good, actually. There is no one that can argue that point. And, and, and absolutely right. And here's the other thing, Pete. It doesn't mean that we think, you know, that 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 we're hundred percent right about all of this, right? It doesn't. It 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 doesn't mean. Oh, I'll put it this way. It doesn't mean that we're we're we're, yeah. we're 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 fallible, right? We're we're we make mistakes. We're we're, um, but you know, it's to have an opinion and it, it, it sh should be allowed. And to, even if that opinion in some uh, ways might be unpopular, um, it's super important to be able to just share your opinion. And when, and I think, um, in yeah, this, call me stupid if you yeah, want. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it, but, but it's important that I mean, I don't care if someone, you know, I want people to express themselves. And if I disagree with them, well, I disagree with them. Okay. doesn't mean I need to cancel them or, or, or whatever. What I, what I believe, what I like about what you're doing is that you're, you're sharing your opinion. Um, and especially in this day and age, that's super important. People cannot be, um, we cannot allow people to have their voices silenced. And I just like the idea of, you know, you, you know, a podcast where you're, you know, you're talking about what's going on, uh, you know, out, stuff outside of fishing, but you're also bringing it uh, related to, you know, topics in fishing. And it's just, it's, it's basically just trying to cut through the bullshit. And, exactly. and, and, and so I personally, um, knowing that when someone, when I'm listening to a, a radio show or something that I don't have to agree with everything that that person's saying, but it's important to hear dissenting opinions because you might learn something, you know, like, like if, I mean, it's possible that someone might've changed their tune after listening to our podcast today, Pete, because we were open enough to express ourselves. We said, screw it. We're going to tell people today how we feel about what's going on in the world. If you're, if you don't feel uh, comfortable expressing yourself to what you believe is the truth, you're stopping someone from maybe uh, being able to kind of change their mind and see the world in a different way. You know, so I'm all about an expression, a, 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 um, a what's the term, a, um, a common, a, 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 a place where everybody can express themselves. A, a, I'm, I'm losing the term, what it's called. It's like a, it's like a, um, a, um, 
God, I hate it when this happens when I'm doing a podcast and I just have a completely, my brain just goes, but but it's, it's a common, um, it's, it's a place where people can share, uh, uh, you know, a common square, like the, 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 of a town, you know, like when, where people could come together in the center of town and express themselves and not have to be, you know, uh, thought of as a pariah or like, Oh, that's a crazy idea. This is, we, we have to be in a, in a, we have to be able to express ourselves, especially in in the time that we're in right now. And so, um, I just feel it's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to what you're going to do with your podcast and, and I will promote it in any, you know, possible way that I can. And, and I'd love to be, you know, like, you know, any help you need on it, I'm, I'm happy to, to get you set up too and just kind of tell you what I've done to, with this, with this podcast, you know, Oh, I'm get up and running. Yeah. But, yeah. but so it's uh it's quite a world we're living in, Pete. And I think this the best thing that we can do is just keep, you know, we 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 just gotta keep expressing ourselves. Oh and not be yeah. afraid to uh no, seriously that yeah, there's no there's no doubt about that at all. Uh, and uh yeah, that's the, the marketplace of ideas. That's what I was trying that's, to say. Oh, the marketplace of ideas. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I, I sure hope uh, that I'm proven wrong about some of the things I think hap- are happening. But, uh, you know, we need to be aware and, and throw it all out there. And certainly the marketplace of ideas should not be censored right. in any direction. You ought to be able to throw it out there. And if the world legitimately, you know, ends up calling you a fool, well, that's the, you know the risk you take, but, uh, you know, certainly, uh, certainly no one side or whatever thought process should be eliminated. Uh, there should be a place we can talk about these things, Greg. I agree a hundred percent. Is there any, is there anything that you want to cover Pete that we haven't covered that you feel is important? Um, about I, the only thing I want to cover right now is, uh, 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 well, I, I've, I've got some nice sausage in the fridge. I was thinking of covering it with a uh, uh, little mustard, a uh, little mayonnaise. I'm getting kind of hungry. <laughs> Me too. On that note, let's wrap it up then. But I think we've done a wonderful service uh, here today um it at least uh helped us to just vent and feel better about ourselves yeah so right yeah if if we help no one else we certainly helped ourselves today so selfishly we've done well absolutely (laughs) well on that note and my dogs need to go out i think it's a, a perfect time to wrap up enjoyed it pete as always and uh have a fantastic 2022 you as well sir thank you